Welcome to the Big Black Fun. If you want to spend the next hour listening to some banter and perhaps accidentally learn something new, then you are in the right place. And we are back. Back well, one week later. That's that's the way it works. Welcome back, <laughs> everyone, to the Big Black Clock. This week's episode, uh, we're going to be doing a short list. We're going to talk a little bit about what we currently have on our on our what do you call it? Our short list, but like our buying guide. We always have this living list of watches that go on and off and things we want to buy, things we're interested in, things we're crushing on, that sort of thing. Maybe it's something like, incoming. It's like all the li- all the watches that the next step is pulling the trigger pretty much. Yeah. Right. Yeah, that's still on the <laughs> list. Yeah. Or maybe something or praying, it's on the or list. We'll right the- now. Yeah. Instead of pulling any triggers. We'll see that if it's... I, I like so, steal all my watches. <laughs> I, go to the, <laughs> I, go, I go to the store with a gun. I was like, and then you I shoot need them? this watch. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to give me that, please? <laughs> Paper, plastic? Just give it to me. <laughs> I don't need the box. Um, so before we jump in there, though, let's go around and do a little wrist check. Uh, start with you, Carl. What are you wearing? Uh, Rolex, Air King, reference 116900. Nice. And and uh, we had a quick conversation this week about the pricing of Rolex, uh, it, like it like the value on the gray market jumped like for mine two thousand dollars over a week, out of the blue. I was like, what the fuck's going on? No, I think <laughs> it jumped with the price jump. I know, but it, I, the price was announced like two weeks before prior. It like oh, people like figure out that slipped, but then <laughs> I think it officially got announced by Rolex not more than two weeks ago. Yeah. Right, so for me, I was expecting that to happen like within the same week, but like it was a two-week window. So I was like, "Did something happen? What's going on?" And nothing. nothing probably would have been going a good on. time then to probably buy off the gray market those yeah, older kinda. models, right? Yeah. So, um, so yeah, I've talked about that watch a lot, and um, the higher it goes in value, the less I want to wear it. I just like sell it to get something else. I think maybe that's <laughs> nice. Yeah. Right, uh, but that's what I'm wearing right now. So um, nice. well, let's see after at the end of the year if it's worth like two million dollars. Whoa, whoa! <laughs> <laughs> like sold. What currency? <laughs> Seriously, like exactly <laughs> two million Zimbabwe dollars. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> what uh, about you, Dimitri? What are you wearing this week? Uh, I borrowed a watch from Carl. I'm wearing his Tudor Pelagos, but he switched out his uh, bracelet for a rubber strap that also came with the watch. So it's the blue Pelagos. It's, um, yeah, um, yeah, we'll put it on Instagram uh, shortly after this episode. This is a very cool. Like it, it gives it. A, it makes it very it look very cool. I, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I really like it. I feel like it's also heavy. I don't know if it's true or not, but it feels like it's heavier than with the bracelet. Is well, it possible? But maybe bracelet wasn't uh, tight in them as well, right? So it wasn't yeah. that uh, that uh, heavy. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it, it, it's comfortable. It looks awesome. I, I, I really yeah. love it. It's like mm-hmm. it's not as tooly. I think. Like, no. I kind of agree with you know Kevin. Uh, unfortunately, I don't like saying that, but. Uh, <laughs> I'm dry heaving. <laughs> don't touch that mousetrap. <laughs> Fuck you. It kind of does look a bit uh, like it's dressed up a little bit more, yeah. even though it's on a rubber strap versus the bracelet, because bracelet is very tooly. Mm-hmm. So cool. It's a very, very cool, 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 so, cool look for this watch. I, I like the uh, the buckle on it. It's the the shield. The oh, sh- yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's true. Which, by the way, I was looking at the new Tag Hoyers. Very nice. Those chronographs that just came out, the new Otavias. Mm-hmm. Very nice. The logo kind of looks like the the crown, the shield of Tudor, <laughs> like a weird scrunched up. Uh, yeah, it has yeah, this weird thing. Of. I was like, damn, yeah. it kind of looks like that. <laughs> but I have a question. Those end links that <clears throat> connect to the rubber, did you have to take them off your other bracelet? Yes. Okay, and how was that a screw, or uh, did they just come off at the end? And yeah, the, the when pin? the spring bars are out, yeah. the uh, end link is just 
falling it falls off. off. Okay, yeah, 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 that's how it works. Okay, so, so like yeah, my Oris so. that was yesterday. Okay, I just didn't think of it first, and I was like, I put it with the spring bar. I was like, that's so ugly. <laughs> so and I, I, I did put my bracelet away, like in a box. I was like, oh fuck, damn it. Oh, you forgot that you had to put the end link. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's just this straight. It's just yeah, weird. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So I was like, oh god damn it, and I went like pull all the bucks back from like the uh, my ward uh, the wardrobe and everything. I get my bracelet out and yeah no but yeah it's because it's nice. an integrated bracelet look now yes it's very integrated right it's, yes it's yes very uh, how, do you, how do you feel about the date at uh at the three o'clock I, I i would i don't like the date that's no. the thing no i change I, like the no. the new fxd version doesn't have a date the yeah. streamer does a plus but it's painted indices and applied it, so it, <laughs> the way it's designed it almost almost merges with the design of the indices right it kind yeah. of like if you feel from look at it from from afar it, yeah, it doesn't it look like you have a date yeah, yeah. That's yeah. Good. but i kind of agree like i'm not some people just have to have a date on a watch no it's a reason a lot of people don't go for that tudor black bay like oh there's no date on it i need a date actually Most my work colleague uh, before i uh, when i bought myself a speedmaster my work colleague was telling me that he, he owned a speedmaster for like a year but he couldn't take it because of no because of no date yeah, but he's like you bothering wow, him too much that he sold the it. day like going <laughs> no but he's but there's people who are who Anal really need that, that nah, like, it's it's whatever you like you know some people like that and some people don't like i'll give you one i'll go the opposite way where uh, he showed me dimitri had shown me once this longine heritage that was looks like a uh, it was a little off center to dial the crown it almost looked like oh, a kind of like railroad. historic american exactly like so you mean the crown was on that yeah exactly yeah, yeah yeah like the yeah. historic american i remember he sent me that i go the one thing i don't like about that watch is the date and I go, there shouldn't be a date on that watch. It's supposed to look so old and antique-like that I was like, there shouldn't be a date. It, it, yeah. it really clashes with the style of the watch, right? And Dimitri, and I remember it was years ago, Dimitri was just like, oh, yeah, I didn't even notice that. But so some people are just, Bleh. And some people, it's like, no, I absolutely need it. It's interesting, I yeah. find that. Mm. Um, yeah, but being historically accurate is... Dimitri, yeah, that's yeah. I was like, no, it just feels a little out of place. Yeah, you know? yeah, you're right. So um, It's like brand new wheels on a whole car. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when he had sent me that, I was like, oh, I love it. No, I don't like the date. Yeah. I really don't like it. Yeah, like, yeah. Why? It's like tilted. Yeah. But you know what? It's, 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 it's little things. It's like it's like um, uh, looking at the Zenith watches, like the El Primero. Yeah. Uh, the sub dials are overlapping. Like they're sitting on top of each yeah, other. Yeah, people yeah. hate it. Some people just hate they it. Hate like, that they, they think it's a design flaw. And I'm like, why is that a design flaw? It's designed to look like that. They could have made them smaller. And Grand, and Grand Seiko has that spring drive on the... the thing. It's so asymmetrical. The, the, the spring drive power reserve shouldn't be on the dial. Like you hear yeah. a lot of that. And then when I found out why they put it on there, because it was such an achievement to build spring drive and you show that power up, reserve yeah. for 72 hours that was like it was like a symbolic almost mm -hmm. because pe because a lot most of them are automatic and you go you don't yeah. need a power reserve for automatic watches yeah and you know when you build something there's no flaws only features <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> right it's, it's not a flaw it's a feature it's a feature oh, it was God. meant to be there <laughs> i remember that very well when i used to buy like the diesel shoes when i was a teenager yes, uh, me like it was like oh <laughs> look every 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 single product we make has imperfections imperfections that make your specific product unique I'm like, oh god no you quality what a load suck. of crap yeah <laughs> <laughs> what a load of crap good lord uh italian cars are like that they have so many flaws <laughs> Like so many, and they go no. It's it's emotion. It's, it's the, the <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, you don't understand it. <laughs> My goodness. Uh, hey. What are you wearing between beside your Fitbit? Uh, um, which have been good. I was just checking. I'm like, uh, I you know, it's funny in Fitbit because then it tells you. Are you working on your beach body to, to before you go to the south? Like, you work on your beach body. Look yeah. at this Fitbit. It's like you're masturbating <laughs> a lot. Yeah, it's a lot of um, it's a lot of um, it's like very addictive. But what's cool is that it has these weird things that appear on Fitbit, like tells you, oh, you've now walked this many kilometers, right? But it compares it stuff. So like, I walked something having to do with a penguin. Like I've walked the same distance that a penguin oh, yeah, walks, yeah. and blah blah blah. 
and I've done like yeah, yeah I've done already like this many like like hundred kilometers. Oh, yeah, it's fine. Like I've had it's it fun, since yeah. 2015, and yeah. I have the same things. But now I get like, hey, now you have walked the entire continent of Africa, right? Yeah. Like because like I've had it for like, six years. Civilization. Wait, wait. Like north to south, but, east I mean, to west. I don't which, know which part, like South Pro- Africa or like in the oh, desert. Pretty sure like it's, it's a win. Pretty, pretty sure, sure win. no matter what it is, it's a it's win. A lot. Yeah. It's yeah. pretty sure it's a lot. It's like you walk the entirety of the Vatican, Vatican City. It's like, yeah. oh, okay. So yeah, you probably <laughs> have that though. You probably like have that. Four hundred meters <laughs> for sure, and it's not four hundred meters, but yeah, five. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> a little bit larger than that, but anyway, uh, I'm wearing my Rolex Milgoss Z Blue. That, uh, I put it back on the bracelet this week. Do you want to switch also, it up? That Rolex. also uh, went up in value. Same Wait. amount, yeah. Same. I think it's it like, like almost twenty, right? No, but I think everything went up. Oh, yeah, it's almost twenty grand. But what I'm saying <laughs> is that it everything went up, like oh, everything went up ten percent, twenty percent, or like sorry, fifteen, eleven, twelve percent in, in the Rolex cost. Mm-hmm. The great markets, we saw the same thing go to the to the watches. Yeah, especially the current gens, right? Not maybe not the old gen. Yeah, because you cannot get them at this or anymore. Yeah, so exactly. So they're just it doesn't it doesn't really saturate that market. But normally you might see them up increase because they go, oh, if they're going up, then the desirability of maybe the more affordable last generation might be there. But anyway, so uh, while we're on the topic, why don't we just jump in there to the to the short list, five watches and why? Maybe five. I think we went five. We have some more. You for sure you have more than five. I have more, but but some of them are sound bites and some of them are, may fall off the list and I'll explain why. Sound bite. So who wants to go first? Do you want to go first, Carl? Or do you want to go first, Dimitri? I'll start from there. The first one will be my shortest one uh, because I already spoke about that watch, I think, two weeks ago. Um, And it's really something I want to see in person before pulling the trigger on this one. In a watch. Yes, in a watch. On wrist. On the wrist, also. It's the uh, Aris Diver 65, but the bronze, uh, full bronze, so the body and the bracelet. uh, And the the dial. (laughs) Everything is bronze. <laughs> and, bronze. The, and the crown. And the box. <laughs> and papers. Bronze. <laughs> the box is a ingot. Very, very heavy. <laughs> it doesn't really work. All the part components are also bronze. <laughs> the silicone handspring, bronze. <laughs> uh, so it's the cotton candy uh, line. So there's the blue, the green, and the pink one. Oh, really? You're, you're, you, t- you get to the point where you actually want to uh, buy it, eh? Yeah, it's fucking nice. It's, and, it's very nice. And I, I think like uh, I'm at point in my watch collecting problem that I want to explore different finishes. Addiction, whatever you want to call it. Yeah, I, I won't call it just watch collecting. It's a problem. So, so before we, <laughs> a before crisis. We jump, <laughs> and bronze really taking off. Like maybe we can talk for a minute. Oris just released the big crown pointer, uh, date. pointer date. Bronze. Full bronze now with four dials. There's green, red, blue, and I think brown. And I want to know what you guys think of those. Like I really love the blue <laughs> yeah and that's why i sold my big crown pointer date because i didn't like the brown dial as much mm. i really want that blue and then now the full bronze bracelet <gasps> like yeah i need that but in my you, life you see for, for me like going on with the bronze watch i do appreciate that like okay there's a funky color dial but it's not a bigger complication because i think what's nice about that watch is being bronze right yeah with a pointer date it's like it's bronze and pointer date and you're adding more and more on it yeah so maybe not for me because i'm not there yet right i want the steps like the same price though yeah but like step first i just want a full bronze watch yeah right? I, I don't want it to be more complicated uh like less things on the watch would be better for me i think but i interesting do love it yeah. right yeah. and the pointer date was a really big win last year uh so it, it's just next step makes sense yeah, so like really if you want a pointer date like look at the bronze 
Oh, hell yeah. But for me right now, I think I will just go with the Condo Candy line because it's the, like, there's a date in it. It's funny. You're just like, oh, I would just go with that. In fact, it's like the most flashy watch yeah. probably <laughs> out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> okay, well, but, uh, I, I think I love their what Oris is doing with bronze. I think it's nice because it's also not... So I've seen other bronze watches like Phoebos or Zelos and these other brands, right? They're really clunky. Oris kind of makes it look tooly. really... Yeah, but also the, the, just the way that the, the, the case is made and cut out very strict strong like sharp lines and really like sits on your wrist while i find that or is it kind of like it's, yeah. a, it's a little dressier elegant, yeah. it's more yeah. elegant than their bronze right and i think it's cool anyway agreed so the or is cotton candy back to you yeah yeah so i uh in my watch collecting problem i want to explore different finishes and um yeah. good question for you uh which color i think would like the baby blue okay. uh i agree I, i do love the green one also Uh, the pink one is maybe not for me yet. <laughs> I'm not there yet. I'm not that flashy, I guess. Well, well when you're a man, you don't say pink, right? It's salmon. <laughs> well, this is this is really this is really pink. This is not salmon oh, at okay. all. This is uh, really so, pink. so yeah, I I would aim for the blue one, but I yeah, I would nice. love to see the the green one in person as well, right? And the green one is like the um, like aqua marine, let's say, or yeah, whatever yeah, yeah. that it's, color uh, is. Coral, right? green, coral, yeah. Coral, like coral. That's, I mean, that's that's, that's, that's you. Maybe they're <laughs> cotton candy. <laughs> What? <laughs> What? Oh. Um, but yeah. So in my, I, I want I want to explain different finishes, but I'm not yet big on polishes and like blingy metal, like uh, gold and stuff like that. So like, uh, it's <laughs> my choice are really limited, and that's by my own design. Right. Um. So bronze washes. Uh, even if they're polished, they can they feel kind of brushed, right? It's not a blingy look for a metal. So that's why I want to see them in person. And I know over time, they're going to patina and they're going to be more and more uh, matte. But you see your evolution is coming that way because you recently also um, were looking at a lot of two-tone. Yes. And you brought that up in the yes. last week. So, yes. so it, you, was because it, of, uh, I'm sure that's part of the evolution. Yeah, I know for sure, 100%. It was, that was because of my the Carlef um, uh, Becker bicompacts and the two-tone, the uh, rose gold and steel. And uh, that watch, I was like, it was the first time ever in person. I was like, oh, God damn it. Now, now I need to buy expensive metal. <laughs> um, so, yeah, bronze, I think we'll, I think we'll scratch that itch of having um, different metal. So, uh, yeah, I think bronze uh, could hit that uh, spot of having a different metal. Uh, right now, I'm only... Int introduce you to the gold, right? Yeah, it's like, it's like a, a getaway drug. A gateway. <laughs> getaway drug. And gateway. Gateway. Not getaway. Getaway? What's There's a no getaway drug? Well, unless you take acid. <laughs> uh, <laughs> to the moon. Getaway drug, eh? I don't know. Adderall? Adderall. If you, you can mm. run really fast. Cocaine too. Cocaine too, I guess so. But you have to top up all the time. Yeah. Where's the uh, Adderall? Adderall? <laughs> yeah! But I'm sure you can. Like I don't know. Like like it's like Tyrone Bigsby, right? At Chappelle. You can't kill a crackhead, right? Because <laughs> I've seen a crackhead fall out of a window, get up, it's like, oh, and just like walk away. <laughs> like, what happened? <laughs> I'm, I'm invincible. They get hit by a car, just walks away. Yeah, so a yeah. quick spec on that Aris um, 38 millimeter case, 19 millimeter lug width. Uh, it's the Aris 733 movement. That's based on the um, SW200-1. So it's pretty much like the a good uh, movement that is in a lot of watches. So not, not too expensive to uh, maintain. It's 38 hours of power reserve. Okay. And 10 bar water resistant, but you know, it's a diver wa diver's watch, so you expect at least a, yeah. <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> a little bit. Well, it's way enough. Yeah, for sure. Like my oars is 100 meters. It's enough. 
the original sub was and he was a meters. diver, right? Yeah, he was diver, yeah. but so is his, right? The cotton candy is a diver, but oh yeah, that's sixty-five. It's meters, it's um, it's 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 ample. The first submariner was hundred meters. We're good. We're all desk divers anyway. Yeah, like a hundred is enough for you to go swimming anywhere, really, right? Yeah, yeah swimming. Yeah, you can, you can probably diving, right? diving like you, you would cannot dive, do right? scuba diving. You can go snorkeling. But scuba diving, I to think what that's what the term. Uh, depth. No, but that, I think that the because it's atmospheric pressure, it's right. not actually two hundred meters. No, no, right? I know, I know, I know. But I think that it works as five ATM, which is like your speedmaster and stuff. Wait, is is actually shower resistant? It's actually dishes. Never going to try that though. I know. Well, you can. Like, I can. I can. No, I, I agree with you. Fifty meters. You I can, agree. You can easily. They say splash rain. You can. You can go into the in the shower. Yeah. Where, and then when you get it underwater, fisting. Yep, but underwater swimming. Well, hundred meters. They go two hundred meters is is oh sorry snorkeling, and then two hundred meters is like scuba tank. So you're going down. T- 15, 20 meters. Because the, the, the pressure resistance in the watch, I think yeah. it's, the, it's, a, it's a depth and time component. So you couldn't resist at 100 meters for a very short period of yes. time. Yeah. However, as you go up, that short period of time becomes longer and longer, right? Yeah. So you can mm. probably, if you put that watch in the water and leave it there overnight, you will probably ruin it, right? Yeah. But if you just go swimming for 15, 20 minutes, then it's way exactly. more resistant than, than that, right? You know, and if I lived in a really hot place and I was like a boat guy, then like, like your Pelagos would be perfect. For that, you know what I mean. Like you just throw it on a rubber. But you know, you need. A, I think. Um, well, there's no Pelagos. I have a Pelagos. Yeah, <laughs> but some kind of watch like that. Maybe something quick, really strap. Something you just swap in and out, and then you just wear that. Like that's good if you have a boat and you're constantly swimming, going snorkeling, like scuba diving. Yeah, exactly. you listen to Arden and the and the boat. That'd be nice. That'd be that'd be very good. <laughs> or a yacht master and a yacht. And maybe we can talk about the next episode, the the sale of Gérard Perrego and or, or, or uh, access to the moon and, and moon Ulysses Nardin was sold That's by works. <laughs> was sold by the Caring Group uh, this week. So we can talk about that maybe next week. Yes. Uh, so that was my first watch. Good pick. You want to go next? Uh, sure, I'll go next. Uh, not surprised to the you two, I'm sure. Uh, the watch that I'm really looking at right now, and I fell in love with it recently when we did an episode, and I talked about Rolex Explorer. So after reading up on the Explorer's history, I was like, as usual, fell in love with the watch immediately. And right now, it's kind of like at the top of my short list, and I really wanted to get that. So the one that I'm talking about is specifically the new model that was just released uh, in 2021. They went back to the original dimensions, so it's a 36 millimeter. I don't like the two-tone. I mean, I like the two-tone, but I would want, I would get a steel version. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would get the standard. standard. <laughs> I, I can't believe I'm saying like standard when I talk about Rolex. Oh, it's just the standard, <laughs> the basic. It's the um, straight to the point, no nonsense. Basic, uh, a basic, a basic Rolex, you know. Uh, so I'm a basic bitch. It's the reference uh, oh, one two four two seven zero. It's the new. They released two watches uh, last year, both thirty six mil, uh, the two tone with gold and the and the and the stainless steel version. Which I love. It's I, I it, it's fantastic. Like the story is awesome. It's one of the most. It's it's probably one of their Rolex's most historically significant watches, mm-hmm. along with the Submariner. Yeah, uh, they're I'm, all pretty historically yeah. significant. Well, but I, I like listen I to our Rolex s- episode, guys. We go the Air King, but go through. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, but I mean, historically, right? Like <laughs> Daytona is not as historically significant. Yeah, but look at what it did. It, it, it's popular, right? But like in terms of what. It, like it kind of it's like the core of what the brand represents, right? Yeah. Those watches. So what what did what did Daytona do? Came second place after Speedmaster on that contracting with NASA. Well, <laughs> Daytona Daytona was famous because Steve McQueen used to wear it, right? Also, wasn't the only the first? Like what, was he not? Yeah, he was right. No, no, was like, was it Daytona was like the first. Oh no, wait, Paul uh, Newman. Sorry, Paul Newman. Tech- I'm confused. Tachometer, chronometer. 
Um, Something along those lines, right? So I don't know. I'm not sure. Yeah. So we should probably what, look it up. What, but I have it here. So what? Because I remember the Daytona was came out in 1960 with the Zenith movement, um, with for NASCAR racing mile markers, the tachymeters, right? The crystal kept popping out versus the Speedmaster, so it didn't get picked to go into space. But it actually was one of the first um, chronometer um, uh, chronographs. And, it, and the reason was Daytona. It won. Um, it was used during the 24-hour Daytona. Daytona, right? Race. Um, so it was one of the. It, was, it has an incredible history behind it as well, but uh, it's actually quite. Um, yeah, it's quite historical. But you're right. The, the like you have the Explorer, first one in sp- uh, um, to climb the mountain to explore, like the Explorer's Watch, yeah. or the field watch to have. You have the Submariner, the GMT, one of the first pilots' watches, the day date. Uh, the Milgoss at the first time was like the first anti-magnetic one. And then they had um, the 1958, they had the deep sea that they strapped to a submarine, right, to go down. 60s, they had the Daytona. 63, they had the partnership with Comex for the Sea Dweller. And then they came out with the 904 alloy in the 2000s. And then 2008, the deep sea went 100 times deeper than a human can survive. James Cameron yeah. did the abyss at 39,000 feet. And the Sky Dweller came out as the most complex annual calendar where you just have to set it once a year after the li- the leap year. Notice how it's a thing, a common thing with watches where they try to jump on something to be the first of something, right? Of specific events. If you look at like... And after that, milk it for decades. Oh, exactly. Forever. <laughs> like, look, best. Speedmaster. It's just that one thing. And now it's look at what Speedmaster represents today, right? Same thing for like the Daytona. Same thing for Explorer. They gave a, a, a custom-made watch specifically to the two... To, to the two guys that climbed Everest for the first time. Yep. And then, boom, now you have Rolex Explorer, who's to be, that's considered to be like the most outdoorsy, the everywhere watch, right? Mm. Anyway, um, yeah. I'm happy they went back down to the, yeah, I, I'm, to I'm, the 36. Yeah, I'm happy. So I'll finish up quickly. So this is the watch that I want. Uh, like it, it's, uh, it's super versatile, uh, compact, so you can dress it up, dress it down, put it on the NATO, comes on a bracelet. Uh, it's cost certified movement, uh, 100 meter water resistance because it also has a screw down crown, right? In terms of uh, versatility, this watch is a, literally an everywhere watch, which is what Rolex originally stood for when the company was created, right? A watch that you could wear for every single thing in your life, pretty mm-hmm. much, right? Uh, 8,500 or 8,450 Canadian dollars. Yeah. So not cheap. The prices went up, I think. Yeah, it was at 76. And uh, uh, yeah, this is $200 uh, more than the Air King, and then it went up. Definitely on my list, but like I don't know how hard it is to get right now. Like I think if I wanted to get it this year, I have to get myself on the list uh, very soon. Yeah, eh? I will get on the list right now. Yeah, yeah. So um, I'm probably gonna do that. Great and pick. Yeah. So uh, Kevin, you wanna? So my first pick, I'm going to um, jump back here because I went back to the Rolex. Now it's my shirt list. So the first watch I have on my list is an independent brand, but I'm gonna give two picks in one because I think one's a soundbite. Obviously, I have a Rolex Submariner on my backlog, but I'm telling you guys, I'm looking at, if I don't get a sub this year, I'm done with Rolex. I'm serious. And the more and more I'm doing research, the more and more I'm looking at other watches, I'm reading about Grand Seiko, hand finishing, what, what the soul behind a watch. The better Rolex watches. is just, <clears throat> uh, it's really letting me down. I'm pissed you, off. You're paying for the brand. That's super yeah. well marketed. You so, can get a lot more watches. And, but, but please continue. I, yeah. I was going to say, like, I was looking at Fair today. Right for just preparing for like reading up and preparing for the episodes. Yeah, and like holy crap! For like three grand, you get so much. Yeah, they have an atelier in Switzerland that designs that makes watches yeah. for them, right? But like, man, every movement is open case back and decorated like 
like there's no tomorrow. And it's, they don't look like every other watch. Oh, the Mana Pusher Chronograph, it's like a three thousand dollars. It's amazing. That's the one, that's the one I'm talking amazing. about. Beautiful, and, colorful dials that have everything to it, British made. It's just really great. But anyway, to come back. And I was able to speak to the owner of this brand. It's a it's a watch that I, I really liked when it came out and I kind of went back to it. So the first watch I have on my list is an independent brand I've been following for about a year or so. The brand is called Isotope. It's a brand that's based out of the United Kingdom and it's run by a Portuguese gentleman named Jose Miranda. And I was speaking to him di- uh, directly and, and um, I was asking him, I go, why Isotope? Why did you go with that name? He goes, I'm a huge fan of science fiction. And this is, and I quote, Secretly, all of our designs have a space connection, more complex on the divers for obvious reasons. After a half dozen failed attempts to register a short positive name, I was watching The Martian again. And when he decides to stay warm, he uses an isotope inside his vehicle. The name is cool, the same in all languages, and I thought we had something here. An isotope somehow may- reminded me of something I learned about isotopes. Isotopes are different forms of a single element. And in urology, the isotope brand represents the individuality and originality that defines us as a company. And that's how I came up with the name. So uh, thank you for that, Jose. And it's this watch is something that I find really, really unique. Um, it's called the GMT Zero Degrees. Based on the fact that they're in the United Kingdom, they built a GMT, which represents the zero degree longitude. There's a design ethos that exists with the watch, which is the shape of lagrimas, which in Spanish means tears. So you'll see on their last two releases, one being the GMT and the other being the diver, they have tear shape, they have the teardrop shapes um, on some of the elements of the watch. The GMT, you'll find the teardrop element a total of three times. This is something I really like about the design. And I also really adore the design elements with the functionality themselves. You see, what you'll see is a traditional three-handed watch, but that does not give you the traditional GMT third hand. The GMT is located in the center dial in a tear-shaped element, and it goes around 24 hours within a given day. The date wheel as well is also unique. So instead of having a traditional date, there are 31 circles or cutouts on on one of the layers of the dial. And the date wheel is actually... Uh, the date that is lit up as it goes around throughout the month. Um, so I think that's also something that's very, very cool. Finally, on the case back, it also gives a unique exhibition. The cutout of the exhibition case back also fits their design ethos of being a teardrop. And on the specific case back, you'll also see the different GMT times. So if ever you're traveling, you, need, you can find out which, long, which zone you're in and adjust your GMT um, uh, time based on your location. The watch comes in a number of colors, white, black, blue, olive green, beluga gray, which was a limited edition, olive gray limited edition, ruby limited edition, and a full black PVD case with a, um, and a, white, a full white limited edition. Starting price being 740 pounds, which translates to roughly 1,200 Canadian dollars for a GMT watch. The technical specifications, you're looking at a 41 and a half case, 14.2 millimeters in height. And we wonder why it was so thick. When speaking to Jose, he was mentioning there are four dials in this actual case, mm-hmm. which needs it. Anti-reflective dome sapphire crystal, a screw-down crown, um, and 200 meters of water resistance. Three-year warranty, uh, 28 joules for 28,000 or four hertz. Yep. Accuracy of plus 12, minus 12 seconds a day. And a custom custom finish rotor that says isotope. So something very interesting in terms of the um, of this is that I think it's refreshing as a design language, as opposed to the traditional 
Let's make a vintage look modern. This yeah. looks really modern. Now, almost futuristic. Futuristic, and that's what he likes science fiction. And there's another brand that I can't afford or I won't spend on them. And if ever you look them up, there's it's called Ox and Junior. They make watches in the multiple tens of thousands of dollars, and their whole point is super minimalism. So an ox doesn't give you time. Nothing. It does. It's a, yeah, <laughs> it's just a strap. But like this, like an Oxen Junior. This this is their GMT. So you adjust the numbers on the dial t- according to the indices, and then you have a traditional three-handed. Uh, another Oxen Junior will show cutouts to represent. For example, this watch has the f- days of the week. Yeah. And the power reserve. Hmm. But they're all just cutouts and yeah. dots on the case. So Oxen Jr. make incredibly minimalist watch explaining its complication. So I always think a watch is something that is able to give you the time a certain way. This watch gives you the GMT, gives you the date in a very unique way. Instead of the traditional thing in classic, I think it is absolute stunner. So also important, the watch comes with a cordovan, which is horse leather. Also comes with a cordura, which is like a canvas strap. A steel bracelet with quick release. Uh, I also, oh, I bought another strap from Panatime, so it's going to be, I bought a, another um, um, uh, leather. It's leather I bought, calf leather. So I'm going to change that out there. But he says this watch can do anything. 200 meters of water resistance. It's uh, it's excellent. So that's my that's, first pick, very independent watch. So when you look at this, you go... That's a lot of watch for that, that, uh, that money. And also... Did you just put the watch that you purchased on the shortlist? I just got it. But it was on my shortlist when I wrote the episode. I got this watch less than two weeks ago. And that's why. Yeah, I know. But, time I see it. but to give you an idea, that's what, it was on my shortlist. I pulled the trigger. Very compact lug to lug, as you can see. Yeah. It sits and it's a very unique watch. Very, very futuristic. Yeah. And I love the cutout. I love the cutout design for the date uh, as a cutout. So excellent. So that's my first pick. So a micro brand. I'm really into micro brands. And you'll see in my next couple of picks as well. So... Who's next? Are you going to you, Carl? Yeah, me. Uh, and that's the second watch and the last one uh, that you already heard about it in the podcast. So I'll try to be concise on this one as well. Um, I Another watch I need to see in person or in the watch, as Dima would say. It's a Bell & Ross. It's a BR05. And it's the Oroloom. Oh, man. Oh, when I'm the one who said that to you. And I, yes. Because I was like, it's yes. so mad. You'll love this. Yeah. And I was like, very oh, cool. It's like a clock with a on the bracelet, right? Yeah. So it's super cool. In 2017, uh, Ben Russ introduced the uh, BR03 92 Erlum, and it's pretty much a, a bead blasted steel. And that's a GMT, is that correct? The or BR05, no, it's a standard uh, watch with date. Because they also have a BR05 GMT. That's why I asked. Yeah. Okay. Uh, here, here's a picture. Okay. Okay. Cool. Oh wow, that one eh? with the yeah. nice with like a beige uh, dial. Yeah. Ish. It's concrete. They call it. Okay. They have to find a, a cooler name than just yes. beige, right? It's like well, the, the beluga thing is, gray. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can't uh, just mention it. Peta gray. It's, it's, it's communism red. <laughs> oh, God damn. Um, but but the, I think that that's the second watch in that uh, lineup of Rulum. Uh, the whole idea behind that, it's... Um, and we're back. Given they decided to start shaking and slurping and doing some drinks, so... <laughs> Thank you. You clarified that slurping. It's like, no, he's masturbating. <laughs> what does it sound in the rear? <laughs> well, what does it sound like? You were slurping. So, um, like I was saying, the uh, BR05, the Herolum edition. It's a limited edition, so 250 um, units. I don't even know if I can see one. <laughs> that's a that's a that's a problem first. But um, yeah, the reason the the color scheme behind it, it's really they um, 
were inspired by uh, the concrete and the stripping down um, architecture of industrial areas and cities. So it's really urban, as they called it on their website. Not urban in a ghetto way, just urban as a city. God damn. <laughs> that is awful. Um, but it's a nice watch. I really want to um, to see one in person. And that will be the first watch also uh, that I want that's an uh, integrated bracelet. It you know, is, uh, uh, it's like you're satisfying a niche for an AP Royal Oak almost. But you, it, you it has that vibe, right? Yeah. It has that vibe, but bracelet, squarish, like a every single person who looks at that. Oh, they're trying to imitate blah blah blah. No, no, no. no. Oh, it's no. really Bell and Rust. It's I, a Bell I and Rust. It's, it's it looks a like a Bell and Rust, Rust. Yeah. to me. Yeah. And yeah. I, I, it's the watch. When I went to uh, Europe a few years back, it was the one that I tried on the most. I was in shops. I was like, "Let me try your Bell and Rust." So I tried the blue. I tried on the rubber. I tried it on the steel. Tried the black one. I have a bunch of pictures of it. It was uh, Europe, Ohio. It's <laughs> fucking nice. It's fucking nice. Yeah. So, so yeah. Movement is the uh, caliber three two one from Bell and Ross. It's forty millimeter wide. It's a uh, micro blasted steel, like I said earlier. Screwed on crown. There's a crown guard, but it's a light color. It is an awesome looking right. Watch. It's I, it's like blast be blasted, so it's very very matte. Yeah, but it's very light yes. the color, right? Yeah, I think people need to gold have a look at this watch. Yeah, because it it's not what you think. It's not just a, like that's titanium that's be blasted mm. or a zin. This is Horlov. It's very different. Yeah, so uh, the matte gray for the that's a matte gray light, concrete, light matte gray, right? <laughs> <laughs> and it's super uh, Luminova on all the indices and the hands. Um, sapphire crystal, interflection, water resistant, hundred meters, and it comes on the uh, uh, bracelet. Also, they provide black rubbers for it. And sorry, and how big is the the, the size diameter? Forty. Forty. Wow. Okay. Wow. This is a perfect watch. Yeah, it's smaller than the Pelagos you're wearing right now. <laughs> Yeah, no, it's 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 it's, it's, it's so fantastic. yeah, really interesting. I would love to see one, but like if I had to buy a Bell and Rust like a BR05, I just want to try a BR05, and after that, if I were to pull the trigger, I would try to get one of those. Uh, but even online uh, on their website, it's like boutique only, so I don't think uh, our um, authorized dealer here in Montreal are considered boutique. <laughs> so uh, that's a uh, we'll see. I just need to go see Bell and Rust uh, AD first. Try one on. We have. We should go. Yes. Next week. Yes. Sure. For my birthday, watch up it. <laughs> Try everything. Yeah. Oh. So, give us birthday. Like, that's your 50th, right? Yeah. It's the big uh, <laughs> big five zero half century. Yeah. 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 <laughs> you old fart. So yeah, that was uh, my second um, second pick. All right. Okay. All right. Let's all go right, with right. you, Dimitri. What do you got next for us? Um, I have a few. Let's say realistic, like that. I'm. You know, I've talked to you guys before, so I'll mention it quickly. I, I've, uh, I really like uh, the Casio GM twenty one hundred. So that's the it's the Casio that was released a couple years ago that became a, a big hit. Uh, except that the the the, the dial uh, is full metal, so it's the rubber strap and the full metal. The you case. you own that. The so case, that yeah. yeah, the case is full metal. Uh, Kevin, you own that watch. I do. I really like that watch. It, it's not. Ex- it's it's very inexpensive. You know, comparing to other brands, but compared to the grand scheme of thing, watches, yeah, yeah, yeah. anything under a thousand dollar is really uh, affordable. It's still like three hundred. I think it's still like three hundred Canadian uh, yeah. taxes. It's uh, it's just it has like it almost has that like little Hublot vibe. I find, yeah, uh, I, I love I love the G, I love a G Shock. I didn't necessarily I like this for some reason because maybe a full metal. Maybe to me, it appears that it, it's nicer to have a full metal watch that has an unlocked dial 
as compared to the standard G-Shock that has the that has digital. A, a digital dial, right, with full metal. It just looks very elegant, and I find it's such an interesting departure for a Casio to kind of like to look like a watch from a like a, a, a for like a higher horologically, a, a higher perspective horologically. Or uh, like a different, let's say, class, kind of like the Casio Oceanus that they that they've released recently. Yep. It almost looks like not a Casio because a Casio you expect a plastic watch for like under hundred bucks, right? That's what I kind of associate Casio with. So but whereas is, this one looks like a different brand. Almost. Is their next design going to be a Casio Submariner? <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> they do have the. They, I mean, look, they do have the the Duro, right? Which kind of looks like a Submariner. It does. They could literally super up with like an automatic movement, but They'll like, never. why would they do it, right? Because that Casio doesn't have automatic movements. Yeah, but that's it. They're like, we do not do that. We sell calculators and watches. Really, really like that watch. Uh, actually, you you laugh about that, but I was looking at the Casio calculator data bank. Cool, cool watch. Very cool. I want to buy that. I want to oh, yeah. own it. Not. I'm not going to do any calculations on it. Most likely. <laughs> Unless I'm really strapped. One for day a you'll be there, and you're going to be asking Curl, "Oh, I wish I had oh, that." Dimitri, go, "What? Check this out!" Boop, yeah. boop, boop. You'd be like, "Oh man, what's two times seven? And you'd be like, "Well, I can tell you if you give me two minutes." <laughs> on my calculator, oh, and it's thirteen. <laughs> yeah. Oh no, it's broken. No, it's it's broken. So uh, this is kind of on my short list, and I, I, I do want to buy this. So I probably also will buy this this year. Uh, I, I signed up for it's it's pretty popular, so it's not easily available. I signed up for the like notifications on the Casio website, but I did get the email already twice that it's available. But I just didn't I didn't pull the trigger. Pull the trigger yeah, yeah. <clears throat> that's good. It's coming. It's gonna be one of those uh, reveals. Well, I don't think I need to do a special reveal for this. I'll probably do a special reveal if I give myself a Rolex. You'll be like, oh, yeah, by the way, I'm wearing this today. <laughs> what? Yeah. What? Uh, today, the best reveals were uh, my Air King, your uh, Seiko. And you have so many watches that the release. Re- yeah, reveals are not already interesting. Like, you have anymore. to do something else other than just a reveal. Next time I want fireworks. <laughs> fireworks? Fireworks. Yeah, fireworks. I'll put it Inside in your car, the house. In your car. <laughs> so that's my car. <laughs> <laughs> do it. <laughs> <laughs> So that's uh yeah. So that's my second pick. Uh, realistic, realistic short list. Let's say good pick. It's all realistic. You know, we can all sell kidneys and yeah. <laughs> well, kidney. Speak for yourself. I don't think you can sell two. <laughs> yes, you can. Well, I mean, you're not gonna live past uh, after the sale. <laughs> you will die a happy man. <laughs> I was like, I have a Rolex. <laughs> so, what's your next? Um, Two watch picks. that you probably yeah two picks and one of them you probably own already or something yeah so I would like to uh, share two picks one of them is because I don't think I can make a pick because the watch is not out yet so is it announced like not invented or not invented I don't know what it's going to look like but this year there was the Mad One edition which was an accessible uh, watch okay. uh, the Maximilian Bussier and he had built this Mad One for his family of friends so it's a brand that he had built. MAD. So it's announced, just not shown. Well, yeah, he says he's going to make one that's for, for the he's release for the public. So I don't know what it's going to look like. I don't know what it's going to cost. But the watch came out. It was Max Busu and Friends. And the Friends part is very important because he ended up giving this watch to only certain clients. Family and friends. That's Family and friends. So, yeah. I, you know, this Max Busu is just a very down to earth, loving guy loves horology and he works in the the world of extravagant creativity high horology and he ended up making this beautiful watch accessible to to most people so mad galleries for mechanical art devices that's what he calls them yeah um he came out with a watch that was priced at 1900 swiss francs including vat 
So it would have been even cheaper for us because we don't live in Europe. And that alone is just, it just looks so much more extravagant and beautiful than a 2000 Swiss franc watch. It has a Miyota movement. <clears throat> so that's probably where you get the cut into the cost. But the design is just something that's amazing. Something that no you'll never see when you're out there. And it sits just right at 42 millimeters in the case. So I'm looking forward to what he's coming. So I have a little space on my list in terms of what the Maximilian Bussier and the Mad Group were released. But the other watch that I have, um, I have not received it yet. I can say that I have purchased it on pre-order, but it's a Greek brand. It's a small brand called Ianos. So Ianos is a small independent watch brand that was founded by Jacob Hadzi Dimitriou with the idea of bringing old stories and legends, specifically Greek or Roman inspired through watchmaking. So their first example was the Avisos that came out a couple of years ago. And now they present their second dive watch, the Mihianikos. So after all, the... Aren't those things like yogurt? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I see them at our grocery store right in the corner. <laughs> so why did I, did, I, did I put in a pre-order for this watch? Limited to 300 examples. Just like the Avisos, the Mihanikos is related to the story of Greek sponge divers but with a different angle. The Avisos was inspired by the first diving technique known as the Scandalopetra diving. So divers that were armed with a net, a scythe, and they used a rope that had a stone attached to it to help them dive faster so that they could go and, and, and you know, obtain what they needed. That's insane. <laughs> this is what they used to do. So <laughs> That's called a mafia strategy. <laughs> <laughs> so the, Jan, the Janos Mihanikos refers to a tragic evolution of the diving technique. So sponge diving became booming business in the second half of the 19th century and uh, with the advent of the scaphandre or diving suit. It was a diving suit. So the mechanic or Mihanikos, um, the, they used to use and abuse this, this actual diving suit to its limits, which allowed divers to walk at the bottom of the sea for hours. Uh, so however long the deep dives had devastating effects on the health, and while the maximum recommended depth for the scaphandra was 125 feet for a few minutes, uh, Kilimian divers routinely dove to 145 to 175 feet where they remained for hours. So the sponge brought wealth to the islands, but the divers had to pay a terrible, you know, toll. They ended up dying on most of them. So the word used in the Kalimos for the diving suit and pump was Mihani, the engine that the person was working on. So while I was able to gather, well, what I was able to gather is that the team that designed the watch said that it should resemble that of a scaphandre, a scaphandre window. The bezel rotates on the watch is even wider to create the effect of a porthole that you'll find on a scaphandre. Um, and they removed all the markings on the bezel because the fact is you weren't counting minutes, you were counting hours. So it's a dark blue that makes you think of the Mediterranean Sea. Of course, I'm terribly, terribly partial to blue. The hour markers resemble the sponges of which they were diving to, to uh, for daily. Um, and something interesting here is that integrated at the 12 o'clock marker is the date, as opposed to the typical 3, 4, 6 o'clock. At 6 o'clock location, you'll see what's essentially a small seconds, but it's a disc with a dot on it that actually resembles the filter pump that was used to supply air to these divers. And finally, the outer part of the inner be be uh, bezel is essentially the framing of the dial is engraved in Greek from an old song that actually reads, If I die, don't cry for me, bury me in the sand. It is powered by... Flush it down the toilet. That's a nice song. Uh, you know. <laughs> it's powered by a Salida ETA 2985. Um, 
And also, although it is a Greek watch brand, it is Swiss made. It comes with an Italian rubber NATO strap, where and a leather Italian strap is uh, rubber. Uh, sorry, leather strap as well. So it's a rubber uh, NATO and a leather NATO. And the reason is because it also has fixed lugs, like the Tudor FXD that just came out. And what's really cr ch crazy about this watch is that the back of the watch actually has a channel for the strap, so the strap never adds any thickness to the watch as oh, it sits that's on your so wrist. Oh, cool. Interesting. That's actually yeah. super cool. But does it just make they don't have to, right? Yeah, because the they sides could just are make just it thicker. Flat, yeah. <laughs> what? They just made the sides thicker. They didn't have to make them thicker, right? But I, like, it's cool. It's a cool design. But like, like Carl just said, right? They just made the sides protrude more yeah. right, when they didn't have well, to. Well, you know yeah. what? It, it's but it's cool. It makes sure that your uh, since it's a fixed lead, your strap could technically slide if it's not perfectly the side uh, with uh, the other uh, lugs, right? So. Okay, I get they it. They won't slide though because they're attached to the side. But, yeah. you know, <laughs> but it's very cool. It's, it's very, it's, very cool. It's, it's really not a convenience to me. It's kind of like just it's, a it's design It's interesting, choice. but it's not uh, useful. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, look, here's a micro, macro shot, a micro shot, sorry, a macro shot, sorry, of the bezel itself with the subsecond hand. That's hands in the real, wor real word. That's that's the, the alphabet we use. <laughs> exactly. Mihanikos. <laughs> so it's a, it's a micro brand, limited to 300 examples. So I was expecting this one in June. But this again, another micro brand. It was on my short list. I'm very happy. I like the, Avis, uh, the Avisos, but this one's a little bit more subdued as a, as a diver. I think it's uh, really wonderful. Very, very happy. cool. Yeah, very cool. A decent. It, it's pretty big size, right? The watch yeah, it's 43. It's 43. It's not, uh, not, not too small. Also 50 millimeter lug to lug. Yeah. Uh, cool, very, very cool. I like that uh, the bezel is—it's very unique in the sense that it has no markings no. whatsoever. So you could put, if you actually want to time, you put that dot at the minute marker, and you can see what time. Like looking also at the Beluga, watch itself. Also, Beluga Gray, right? Yeah, yeah, it's very, very beat blasted, very, very mechanical, but very, I think, quite subdued and unique. Anyway, three hundred examples. I'm very happy with that watch. Uh, that's my second pick. Let's go back to you, Carl. To me. Sheet. My fourth pick, actually, because I had two in each section, right? Yeah. You always do like double the work. I have to catch up for your uh It's good negligence. because I, I don't need to step up, right? Because your negligence. <laughs> I said five watches. I have five watches. I literally did the assignment. I'm, I'm very impressed. We're very <laughs> impressed. We're shocked. We're very surprised. I didn't so. do tractors or cars. I only did watches today. You're not going to talk about like mixers or the countertop uh, uh, blenders and stuff, right? No, uh, today is uh, <laughs> toasters. The kitchen so aid. Wash the kitchen aid. <laughs> yeah. Kitchen aid. What's better? <laughs> or mealy. <clears throat> so, third pick um, it's a Carlef Booker. It's not the Bicompax, <laughs> it's the uh, Monaro Cent Central Chrono. Oh, yeah. So, I was. <laughs> The last limited edition of the uh, Manero was in collaboration with uh, Carant Dash, so the pen manufacturer. So, sorry, could you say that word again? Carant Dash. It is so interesting because the word Carant Dash is a pencil in Russian. Oh, that's that's the name of the brand. <laughs> it's well, well, that is true. It's I'm not, I don't think it's that interesting. <laughs> Fun so fact, interesting. it wasn't fuck, but it was a fact. <laughs> it is interesting to me because I never hear somebody just randomly say Russian words to me. <laughs> so I always say Paka unle unless Paka. unless they're insults. <laughs> <laughs> so um, that's the that was the the rainbow pretty much um, uh, Manero from Kalev Burker with a pen matching the uh, the watch. So it made me think: Does my Chrono from the like seventies as any lineage to the new Chrono from Carlos <laughs> Booker? 
So I did some research, and uh, no, <laughs> not at all. <laughs> it's not linked to it in any way. Um, but right now, the uh, mana road you can buy, it's, a, um, it's with the uh, flyback complication. So it's the Caliber uh, CFB 1970. So the flyback is actually quite nice because as you're timing it, you don't have to reset the yeah. seconds hand in order to just start it over. So that flyback is six, seven thousand dollars, eight sometimes, it depends on the edition. Nine two, but we're at Call of Booker. Uh, so it made me look at the at the Manaro uh, lineage and see what was the previous version, right? And the previous version wasn't a flyback, was just a, a chronometer. So the caliber was the CFB nineteen sixty seven. Uh, but because of that, it's a lot cheaper. <laughs> uh, you can find them for uh, four to five thousand dollars, and it's the same looking watch, right? It just doesn't have the flyback um, uh, function and it doesn't say flyback flyback on the um, dial. It's auto auto automatic, but they look pretty, pretty, pretty similar. Um, and I was looking at uh, chronometers a lot lately. I don't, I don't know why, it, it, like, fell back in love. Chronometers or chronographs? You mean uh, chronographs? And I was like, you don't have one, sorry. You, I, I only have my, I only have my Call of Procure, my vintage. Right, right, right. right. Uh, that's the only one right now. Well, I have also a watch I didn't sold yet, but that's the Belova. That's something else. <laughs> um, so I was looking a lot into like uh, two subdials, like the one at threes and nines, uh, and like the registers. Uh, yeah, well, no, the subdials. Yeah, I was just wondering. Like, you mean the chronograph registers? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, so there's like the top time for Bretling. Uh, the offer that there's uh, Speedmaster Chronoscope also offers that. And for some reason, when I was looking into that, the Manero from Carlsberg kind of flew under the radar for me. Uh, but I look, I, look, I look into it, and it really check a lot of the boxes that I want. All right. Um, so I, I don't know if it's something I'll, I'll, I'll buy. I'm really looking. I think my next watch could be a, cr uh, a chronometer or chronograph. 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 Sorry. <laughs> chronometer is very different. Chronometer is very different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> my bad. Um, so I don't know if I might pull the trigger on last gen, let's say, uh, Call of Booker Monero. There's a lot different color scheme, different way yeah. of doing it. But like, if you just look at the standard like black and gray version, it's pretty pretty classic looking. Yeah, no, it's it's beautiful. I I do love the regular Monero. Yeah. Um, I'm I'm about to actually send you guys um, a picture of. Uh, but you know, I was looking at like a Speedmaster. I felt kind of bad. I was like, ugh. <laughs> ugh. At least it was a Colonel Scope. It's not like the basic one right yeah <laughs> but i mean speedmaster man you gotta like if you're buying a your speedmaster i don't know okay you probably disagree but like i would get a just to go with the classic just you you gotta get the moon watch yeah but you know it's like i wanted three series do you get like a 318i or you get an m3 i don't know if you guys watched the <laughs> hodinki released a video recently with ed sheeran who yeah. has a the new awesome podcast. collection and uh at some point at some point, he asked, um, he asked, uh, what's his name, the Hadinki guy, I forget. Ben uh, Clymer. Ben Clymer, what do you think would be the one watch if you were to buy one watch and to own one watch? And he said the moon watch. You guys are, I see your Tinder yeah, profile. Yeah, but Ben Clymer is kind of like... Yeah, but Ben Clymer, his first watch was given by his grandfather was a Speedmaster. Yeah, it's yeah. kind of biased. No, but I, I mean, <laughs> sure, and I'm also biased. The, the only reason I brought it up is because I'm also biased. Right? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, but... But it begs the question, like, if it didn't make it to the moon, would it be as popular? Oh, no, no. for sure. Well, it's the same reason any other watch. Lorik Explorer, if it wasn't on, the, on Everest, it wouldn't have the same story. Daytona, if Still it was sold out, though. It, well, Daytona, same thing for Daytona, right? If it wasn't, you wouldn't be called Daytona. His Air King has no history. Like, this version, right? Sold out, right? It's like, 
It's crazy. Fucking Rolex is just. Anyway, get wrong, it together, wrong, Omega. Wrong pipe. I know what Omega's got to stop trying to compete with Rolex because uh, Tudor is coming up right I behind feel, them. I feel that it's the freaking Swatch Group that's pushing those companies to make more, more, more. Yeah. Like Longines is doing that. Maybe they slow down with the heritage lines recently, but like well, they still make a lot of other crap. Yeah, they, you go to like you go to Hamilton, you go to Tissot. Man, they make so, so much, much crap. Stop making yeah, yeah, crap. Yeah, stop making crap. Stop yeah. it. Right. So Omega, yeah, unfortunately, is is still a bit of a kind of a victim of that. I think. Yeah, yeah. To a degree, because it's this no, it's a, it's a much more luxurious brand than let's say uh, Hamilton or Tissot, so they don't do as much, but they still do way too many special editions of the watch. Come on, <laughs> I know they're milking the I mean, they're milking the moon watch, right? but, anyway, look, but look. it works. Some sometimes it works really well. Sometimes they make really fucking awesome watches. But if we're if we're looking at the news, like why does Omega? Look, they had that new Speedmaster there. It was a good one. The Meta Certified Movement. It was oh. an excellent Speedmaster. But when you look at just Tudor the last two years, they just kill everything. Yeah. They're just every, like, why are they so anticipated? Every one of the releases, and they're not supposed to be at the same level as Tudor Omega. doesn't have that story, right? They don't really have any stories to, to, to kind of clean on. Yeah, right? exactly. so, so they're just, I don't know, are their watches just better? I don't know. Like, why are they so much more popular than Omega, it seems? In the watch news, like we just see it. everything's about Tudor, like it's well, crazy because, because the they're more release. authentic. They're more authentic, that's for sure. Maybe because Omega is milking Omega really outside of the the Seamaster that they made very famous through like Goldeneye, right? Yeah. Uh, and yeah, success successor James Bond movies, and and the Speedmaster. They don't have the stories anymore for anything else, right? So they're really milking that, and I I understand from a business perspective. But I've, but like, look, I've I've seen Omegas in per- they're incredible. Oh man! But like I, I love. I the, just don't know why they're. But they're also the Snoopy that they made. Man, I love that Snoopy. It's so it's so ridiculous. With like the, the Snoopy on the back, right, Mo- flying over in his space, uh, in, in a spaceship over the moon. Yeah. And when you start the uh, the 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 the, the chrono, it's it's such a cool looking watch. Impossible to buy, but like it's it's super well done. Yeah, the three to one at white is the one I. Oh yeah, uh, but I would love to have a three to one. I think the one thing about Omega that doesn't get to me is that I find them a little bit sometimes boring. Some of their watches. I do like boring though. I yeah, mean, I I, 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 I but you're very you traditional, exactly. I, I do like the classics. The and, meat, actually, the, and my collection kind of says otherwise because I, I yeah. always like, I, I just, I'm, I need something to, to. I agree with you. And, and like for me, and it, it, it kind of hurts me in, in terms of investment for watches because I never buy watches that are unique enough to, be, to, to uh, Go appreciate in value. I always buy like I want the classics, right? And the classics are usually the most available ones. Hundred percent. But I don't also kind of like buy and sell, buy and sell all the time, right? I buy and I keep. So for me, it's kind of like, well, I'm gonna buy one, and it's not like I'm gonna grow out of it. Hundred mm. percent. Like it, it's very unlikely that I will probably sell, like my Laco or the Speedmaster or the the Seiko, right? You don't know. Maybe. Well, well, well maybe it depends. Like if yeah. somebody, if at some point they're like, oh, you know what, Seiko, there's a company that doesn't make watches anymore. And you're like, wow, every watch goes like 15 times in value. Yeah. <laughs> Please <laughs> take the money. <laughs> there's always a price to everything. For sure. 100%. All right. That is the, the other watch. Now, I'll go to another pair. This is my, I guess, my third set. Oh, it's still your turn. Yeah, Sorry. Well, you didn't really yeah, he didn't present. I, You're right. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, I'm totally. It was a conversation. Terrible host. Like he was talking a lot alone, but <laughs> it wasn't his watch. <laughs> it was his watch. <laughs> Sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> my bad. My bad. Uh, so my 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 third pick now. It's gonna be another watch that I I, I just love that brand. I think Carl, you don't necessarily like it them a lot. 
if, if it's, it's your Cartier. Paper, sure. It's Cartier. It's not for me. I understand though, but it's not for me. <laughs> I, I find that for a dress watch, and th they're more of a they're more of a jewelry company in my books than than a watch company. But they do really have awesome, historically significant watches as well. I really, really love the Santos. However, the Santos that I like just doesn't have the size that I like. Like I because I want the mechanical movement, but I also don't want to have a large, like a forty-two millimeter size watch, right? They don't have that. What I do like, though, is I like uh, another one that they make with a pip on the on the crown. It's a Cartier Tank, and the one that I, I'm really looking at is the Cartier Tank Must Watch. Yeah, it's mm. great. Yeah, Must so Collection. I know you like um, the American Tank American. Tank American yeah. which, I also love the regular which, tank, which has, I think, a bit thicker bezel on the side. So that to me, well, it, it's more uh, rectangular. Well, it's long. Tank Must also is a very rectangular. No, 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 but the Tank American is long. It's more right. like a reversal. Right, okay, the Tank is a little bit more of a right, traditional right. rectangular. And, and right. I really like Must, uh, just yeah. because I, I just find that like it's 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 to me a threshold for what an elegance is yeah. when you look at a watch. It's a beautifully designed, <clears throat> timeless, timeless classic design with that beautiful crown with a like a blue pip on the on it. It, it just you can't go wrong. The watch itself is there's not much to talk about in terms of the mechanism itself. It's, you know, it's the manufacturer mechanical movement, automatic winding caliber. It's uh, it's caliber 1847. Uh, it's not large. It's 41 millimeters. It's a rectangular 41 by 31, only 8.4 uh, millimeters thick. So it's, it's super, I mean, it's a super dressy watch, extremely elegant. I, I really like Cartier in general. Uh, Santos and Tank, also, those watches that really grew on me, because I, I remember and I repeat that, because we've done that many times on the podcast when Kevin was starting to get into watches, and he was talking to me, like we would go for lunch at work, right, in downtown, and he would talk to me about watches, and he'd be like, oh, I really love like Reverso, or I like, like, I like Tank, and I'm like, ooh, I don't understand this at all, like <laughs> <Yuck>. zero. <laughs> and, and it's funny how like you grow Grows your orological enthusiasm yep. to the point where I'm like, yeah, I need to have that. In my collection, I I do like Reverso as well, not as much as this. No, exactly. But I do like <clears throat> I, I do consider them. They are they are on my list somewhere, maybe a bit further down. Like if I'm a multimillionaire, yeah, I'll have a Reverso at some point in my collection. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, that's my second pick. I love it. It's 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 just to me, Cartier is the ultimate elegance when it comes to dress watches. And and you know maybe if I I'll I'll go a little bit on a different tangent to what he just said because he says I think that they're they're. I think that's true. They've been underrated at times, diminished to being a jewelry company. But I think people forget, uh, like this was a company that started in 1847, Louis-François Cartier in Paris. Not Louis Cartier, Louis-François. 1847? 1847. The watch essentially came out with the first pilot's watch, a first watch for a pilot with 1901 with Albert Santos Dumont, which was, a, he had a controllable balloon there, but he yeah. didn't want a, a pocket watch anymore. So in 1904, he was annoyed. So they asked him to make him one, and they made the first ever wristwatch, the Santos, the first ever sports watch, the first ever watch for a pilot, if you call that a pilot. You know, in 1919... They, they never did the first beautiful watch, though. No. <laughs> but you want to know how much money they had? Just look at it this way. Let me say it this way. 1919, Cartier had provided all the houses, the royal houses, for the United Kingdom, Spain, Russia, Belgium. All of their crown jewels were from Cartier. <laughs> So they're like swimming in it. This is how Cartier is living in the city. Um, Louis Cartier came out with the the tank in 1919, and I think this is the most the most uh, I'll say underlined for Cartier. What you just described, you're saying Cartier is so classic, timeless, blah blah blah. 
That fucking watch. Are you, are you saying I should say blah blah blah? No, but <laughs> you're, you just uh, described blah blah blah. Whatever but you're listen, talking about, but blah, blah, think blah, of it this way: <laughs> the way he described the watch to Cartier Tank, it came out in 1919, and if you look at the watch in 1919, hey, it did I'm not, <laughs> it did not change that much. Mom, Dad, I'm a watch. Cartier, <laughs> what? Cartier is one of these brands. Of course, one of these brands that they got it right on the first fucking try. Yeah, it's like Porsche with the 911. That, They're still doing the same designs in the 50s. That's it. Yeah. And the Cartier tank has not changed all that much in 103 years. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah. And I'm like, when you get it right, and people might go, oh, it's boring. It's like, dude, that fucking thing is telling. <laughs> timeless. It, it's, it, it's the definition of timeless. Yeah. It's the Funny definition thing of timeless. that the word Cartier tank is actually after named after a tank an actual mm -hmm. tank yeah a french tank yeah, fr yeah it's a, it, from the top yeah exactly yeah. Yeah. yeah and then all of their difference you have the the tank louis cartier in 22 <laughs> is it like the only good thing coming out from the uh, first world war <laughs> jesus <laughs> in 1932 they came out with a cartier basculin like the glc reversal it would flip they came out before the reversal 33 they had a patent for the invisible mount a stone setting technique in which the metal the metal of the mount disappears to only show the stone Like, so you only see the stone on... They have all these incredible things. And it was family-owned all the way up to 1988 or so when it eventually got changed. Yeah. And then Pasha that you uh, also purchased, right? Yeah. Pasha has such a ridiculous history. Because yeah, they it made was, it for the It was the one Morocco. of the original divers yeah, exactly. ever. It was created for that specific Moroccan, purpose. Because the Moroccan, Moroccan Pasha the... Pasha, yeah. Is it Morocco? Yeah. Morocco, yeah. It's Morocco. But yeah, I just accused Pasha of something. I can't remember with, with the, the so, something um, part. Yeah. I was Moroccan, my Pasha. <laughs> okay, so that, that was your, your pick? No, I'm just following up on his Cartier oh, thing. God damn it. Okay, yeah, so, no, yeah, we, so we, this is my second pick. I, I, I'm in love with Cartier. I have to third, have a Cartier pick. in my collection. It's my third pick. You yes. should. So Kevin, And, uh, and the last turn. thing, if ever you guys are a fan of Hodinki, uh, Jack Forrester, though you guys have seen his articles, his favorite brand is, is, is all about Cartier. He's like their Cartier specialist. It's the watch that you like. Any event, dude, any, anywhere you need to wear a dress watch, that's the perfect watch. As much as like I like other brands as well, like GLC is fantastic. I love the, the Slimline Moonface. Uh, yeah. It's just nothing well, I like, to me beats I like, the I like, elegance of Cartier. I like you that that's the, the, the perfect watch. Next week, we're doing uh, best one watch collection. Yeah. Different well, level, so... A difference, but uh, but can't wait to see your Cartier in that. But it well, gives you no, but it gives you an idea. Watch for a specific occasion. I'm talking uh, about. Okay, Look, okay. there's other brands that have had the watch around for a hundred some years, but their design hasn't changed that much. Why? Because like, fuck, we got it right. Though that dial, the white dial with the black number, they got it right. And as much as people when they say, I don't like it, doesn't matter. It's still around. It's still selling. And Cartier is the definition. Let's also say definition of class. Yeah. Like 100%, this. I agree. Mm. It, it's a, that, in that specific sense, I think they're just number one unbeatable. Yeah, so they didn't drop the mic back then, right? They dropped like... The they didn't have mics back then, right? But it, They had no electricity. But so. if, you, if you reflect on what I just said, those the five... Megaphone. They had the all, megaphone. They gave royal... They had their supply, the, the royal town jewels to all these fucking people. They bought the Fifth Avenue, the, the Cartier store in New York. They bought it with cat with jewelry. They're like, here's some jewelry, which is the equivalent of a couple million bucks. Boom, just like that. Bad place. Anyway, my next brand that I like to get into, so I'm getting into independent watchmaking. So the brand I'm going with is called Lane, L-A-I-N-E. A lot of people may not know it, but Lane is a is the is the last name of a Finnish watchmaker, Diane Lane, Torsti Lane. Oh, um, and he has come in with a Calatrava like independent watch with a Vosche movement. But what he makes is handmade custom watches for whomever wants to purchase them. The watches come in between nine and 10,000 US dollars. Um, 
he he did most like he's a very humble man from Finland, which apparently I was reading interesting things about Norwegian uh, people from these these Nordic countries or countries like Finland, Sweden. Who's the other guy? What's the guy from um, uh, who played? Vutalainen? No, no, Kari Vutalainen is a Finnish watchmaker. Yeah. Absolutely, but I'm going to go to the actors. What's the other one? The 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 um, the famous guy, the famous uh, f- Swedish actor. Skargard. Skargard, that's it. His dad's an actor yeah. too. But he was talking about Stella. how in his... Stella, yeah. He was talking about how when he won an award, he gave it to someone. He says, can you keep it for a while at your house? Because you never put him out. And he was explaining that it's apparently not a... It's a, it's it's very ugly or classless to not be humble. So you never it's a, it's a show very, off. It's a culture of yeah. people being very similar humble. to each other. Very socialist in that sense. Yeah. Uh, specifically the Scandinavian countries, they're kind of like a, a culture of, of no showing off. And this is why the, 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 the design minimalism Minimal, yeah. comes from those countries also. It's yeah. maximum utility f- with minimum minimalist Ikea. design. I love that. <laughs> I love that concept. Ikea. But the concept to be humble, right? But it's also so not be flashy. Negative be in some perspective. If you talk yeah. to people who are from there, they will tell you like it prevents people from uh, showing their artistic capabilities, right? Because it's kind of like trying to, bring people down a little bit to not show us show off right so he ended up tosty uh torsty lane sorry uh, a humble man from finland he ended up packing everything move his family out of switzerland to pursue a dream he was a computer engineer and then he ended up enrolling in the finnish this the word. school of watch uh, nope design the word is kilosipakulu institute for watchmaking so it's a finnish watchmaking i think so, you did it pretty good yeah that wasn't bad right kilosipakulu yeah, exactly. Yeah. What you said. So yeah. Torsti uh-huh. Lane, um, he ended up winning the Alang and Zon uh, Watchmaking Excellence Award in 2014. He's been making uh, the um, uh, watches under his brand, under his name, which is called Lane. Um, he restored a beautifully decorated Valju 2022 uh, 20 in 2018. Um, but since then, he's been coming out with more iterations of his of his watches. His watches are entirely bespoke. You can ask what kind of dials you want. Um, and the, the the watch that I'm really into is his uh, Gelidus Guilloche collection. GG3? So, oh, so it's the uh, Gelidus 3, okay. The Gelidus 3. So these watches come in at a 38 millimeter diameter, a little bit smaller than the original 40.5 millimeter wide. Um I mean, you're you're talking about a watch that's only nine millimeters thick, polished for a case, dome sapphire crystal, see-through case back, and the watches come with an in-house, uh, fully finished by hand, Vaucher uh, VMF five fifty-four zero one micro rotor movement that's visible through the case back. Un- upgraded with laser engraved tungsten rotor, um, the Vaucher micro movement is a handsome solution. Although uh, to offer a slimmer watch without using the practicality of an automatic winding system, because the micro rotor does that. You like the peripheral rotor that yeah. you saw on the on the uh, Bookerer. Yeah. Code de Genève striping or whatever you, you would like to see. The guilloche is done by hand on the dial itself that he does it with his machine. This watch comes oh, in not at a, by hand. What with a machine? Nobody yeah. does it by hand with the machine. There's a point. It's not going to sit there with a hammer like a, Why a caveman. <laughs> then that's fifty, sixty thousand dollars <laughs> Very nice. It's like a fancier version of a Sartre Billard. Yeah. Right? Yeah, much fancier, yeah. <laughs> so this watch, just to give you an idea, it comes with the hand guilloche dial, the hand-finished movement. It comes in a little under... I saw. I found it for less than 10000 US dollars at passionfinejewelry.com that sells Sarpaneva, that sells Paul Gerber, that sells... Um, this lane and it uses the same movement we talked about a brand in our micro brands we were talking about a release i believe by bradley taylor who is 
a brilliant watchmaker from Canada, and he makes uh, the he made a watch called the Paragon, which was about twenty thousand, twenty two thousand US dollars. This watch comes in under ten thousand dollars. The Rolex Submariner is right now. Bring you back to that. Sells for about eleven thousand Canadian dollars now, or ten thousand. Or a day one, right? For uh, nothing made by hand. This watch comes in entirely made by hand, entirely hand finished, hand guilloché, hand finished movement. Do they hold value though? That's an interesting question. I, I well, I think have. the service side of things will be the the turn off for a lot of people, right? Because your Rolex, there's a lot of place in the world that can take care of it. Yeah, yeah. Right? So that's that's to me is a, another thing about um, expensive uh, micro brands or independent brands is how well do they hold the value? How well do they hold the value? Because if they, but are you buying it for exactly holding it the value of well, yourself, right? That's but the thing but too. I mean. Not necessarily, but it's 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 the transfer of money into a different something, something different that's liquid, right? But it'll never mm. be worthless. N- not worthless, but like, are they those watches where as soon as you walk out of the store, you drop like forty percent of price? No, not forty. I don't think like a Grand Seiko, right? That, yeah, but Grand Seiko doesn't anymore. No, the second hand market has gone up a lot for them. Like they're well, they're, they're, they're holding they're, steady. They're, 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 well, they have two three models right now that are going over MSRP, but those are limited. The ones that you saw, you're talking about the green one and the blue one that, uh, uh, yeah, the, the, uh, the peacock yeah, and the peacock the, had some stupid names I saw. Peacock and whirlpool. Yeah, I don't like them. Well, I don't like the dial. I don't like the how busy the dial is with the the design. I like more their frosted dials. I like their like uh, their seasons collection. Yeah, but even for a limited edition Seiko, uh, Grand Seiko, like going like almost like double the MSRP. Right? No, no, you're absolutely right. It's yeah. n- it's not it's unheard of for them. Right? Yeah, yeah. So that's new, and I I feel that just that's pulling maybe the whole brand. With it a little bit right now. You're you're right, Dimitri. I'm all. You're absolutely right that it could say, "Hey, I don't want to lose the brand value." But if you go to Habring, you won't lose brand value. You buy a Serpaneva, you're not going to lose brand right. value. Yeah. Um, but uh, and Stefan Serpaneva, like I like his watch as well. They're really busy. But when you look at what they can do by hand and hand finished and one of a kind, you go, "Fuck, um, I'm more attracted to that these days." If I can't get my Rolex, so that's um, interesting. That was my fourth pick, fifth pick. Third turn around, third, yeah, third, third round turn, Robin. Because yeah, I have one more pick to make it the fifth. So, Carl, yeah. why don't you give us your fifth pick now? Fourth, fourth, fourth. fourth? But the fourth. last, the last, last two, one we'll do should, like a soundbite. Yeah, because we're like an hour and ten minutes in. Okay. Oh boy. All right. Oh boy. Oh boy. Oh boy. So lately, I was trying to find new reason to buy a watch because that's a problem. I feel right? like there's a if you open up that bag with reasons, there's so many reasons. Yes. Like, maybe I'm like, it's Tuesday. I woke up. I'm still alive. Let's get a watch. I'm alive. I'm alive. <laughs> um, but Kevin has a Burt Year watch. It's a Seiko. What a stupid choice for a Burt Year watch. Anyway. <laughs> wow. I have a you are so young. If you get yourself a Burt Year watch, it will br- be still under new. warranty. Yeah, I, have a, I have an 84 Seiko 6309. So the, the Willard. 74, you said? Yes. <laughs> the 1930? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> your year 19? is what? Nine, 93 yeah, what was big in the 90s tag Jurassic Park no like what What? I think actually I was I'm actually I yeah. think I'm right I think I'm good but what other Brendan Jurassic Park you can give yourself a self high five what, Termi- what? one year after before was Terminator 2 Judgment Terminator 2 92 92 yeah that's what I'm saying yeah, 93 yeah, yeah Jurassic been. Park is 93, 93. Yeah. self high five yeah wow so uh, what other brand could represent me better than Tudor and Tudor in the 90s had a sub as a Tudor Submariner. Yes. So uh, in 93, you could get the reference 79090. So that's the before last version. But that was, th- was that 36 millimeters? 40. It was a 40 millimeter yeah. sub. So did it already have snowflake hands or did it have the, the Submariner hands? 
Mercedes. It's still a Mercedes hands. Yeah. Okay. Um, it's a great watch. Yeah. So I was like, that could that could be a good reason. How much does that watch go for? Uh, with paper and box, it's eleven thousand dollars Canadian. Without papers, you don't need papers or box. I know, but like that's the yeah. pricing I like saw. <laughs> oh, but you probably want the papers at least to see that it's a, probably the right year. Eleven thousand yes. Canadian? Yeah. Fuck, get that. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that so, could that could fit your vintage. That could uh, sorry. That could you know fill that vintage spot. Fill your yeah. divers. You know, fill that subs part. Love birth year. It's a nice. Birth it's year. a sub, right? It's a two. If ever sub. you have a kid, give him. So that the big boy. difference with that uh, that generation, the uh, seven nine zero nine zero. It's not, it's the new logo. It's the shield. It's not the um, flower. <laughs> what did you call it before? A windmill. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think it's. We came back to. It, I was like, "Is that a windmill, dude? It's a rose. It's a rose. The two yeah, yeah. rose, right?" Um, so it's a Neta movement. It's a twenty-eight twenty-four dash two. It's not expensive to maintain. So yeah, but that's what makes them really nice. Yeah, Super easy to to to, to fix, right? To yeah, build. yeah. And, and the only difference between that gen and the last gen, be, the last gen between the seven nine one nine zero, not the zero nine zero. Yeah, uh, it's the last gen has a sapphire glass. This one is acrylic plastic. Doesn't matter. I know it doesn't matter. Clean it. To you just Honestly, it doesn't matter. Like I, I've owned my Speedmaster for almost three years now. It's not crazy. Yeah, but it's that's Hesselite. like almost 30 years old. I, st- I still didn't <laughs> buy Hesselite, yeah. the, what's it called? The, the Polywatch. The Polywatch, yeah. which I'll probably do this year. Just, you know, why not? Amazon. But let, it's like, it's really not, it doesn't scratch that much. I mean, yeah, micro scratches, who cares? But uh, yeah, you can find a really, really good example around $10,000. And I was like, it's a sub, right? For $10,000. Yeah. But it, it's not. Quality. So some people would know, but I don't, you don't mind. You're a Tudor fan. It says Submarine on the dial. No, I, but it is a sub. But it's not. It is. <laughs> exactly. It's, but it's like not. 200 meters water resistance. <laughs> but it's not. <laughs> it is. <laughs> but it's not. It's a Tudor sub. So it's a sub. It's a Tudor sub. It's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's an amazing watch. It's an amazing watch. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I, I think that, that reference, that year, uh, there's black or blue for those years, like a dark blue. Uh, dark blue is a little bit pricier, like 12, 13. It's better. <laughs> do they have a no date version or it's always the I, 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 like I want to know why you want to go for the blue because Rolex didn't make a blue that's what makes it even more unique no it's yeah. true that, that's what I was like as further I can get away from Rolex lookalikes mm. yeah what I really really like about the Tudor Submariner of those years because I mean I do like the, the shape and look of the Submariner but what to the Tudor Submariner has comparing to the modern Submariners on the GMT Masters is that the bezel the notching on the bezel is more pronounced. It's more aggressive. The knurling, yeah. The knurling, yes. I, I love that. I love that it's like, it's very, you can see the teeth. Like It's, yeah, it's yeah. really, really it's pronounced. It's sharp. Teeth. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> teeth, I, I love that. Teeth like. I love it. Kind of like why I like the FXD a little bit more it's than more the standard Pelagos because you see like the notching here. Is, yeah. We all like that. Yeah. The, the regular yeah, Pelagos yeah, is yeah, garbage. But, yeah, yeah, but like <laughs> turn the bezel, it's... Oh. Oh, it's, it's oh. listen. It's it's not kind of... It's easy there. <sighs> <laughs> who wants pancakes do you, do, you, do, you, do you need a tissue <laughs> and uh, I came yeah wow yeah, it's, it's, it's no I mean there's nothing to say negative about it. the Pelagos Pelagos is fantastic yeah but, but I do it, like the more aggressive teeth let's say on yeah. The but, but yeah I think a, a bird ear watch could be nice and like 93 like the Tudor sub I think was a good like for me like I'm a big Tudor fan no shit <laughs> no shit Sherlock uh, so yeah, that was my fourth pick. I think uh, the reference seven nine zero nine zero from. Very Peter. good, very good, Dimitri. Off to you. Uh, do you want to do a quick soundbite for the fifth pick? I'll do the same, kind of two at the same time. Yeah, go for it. Oh, you go fifth. Oh, oh you, fifth. Oh, you, oh, can, you, oh, okay, I that's how you fifth. I can do fifth. Sure. Mind. So the fifth, it's a vintage. Um, vintage, I think it's uh, <laughs> vintage. <laughs> <laughs> that's trans- what it is. Just translating it. 
So it's the uh, BU ship, BU ship, or the Bureau of Ship Watch. Do you know what it is? No. No? God damn. Kevin wow. doesn't know about it. What you, is this? Do you even know? Do you understand life? No, no. It could be Carl mispronouncing it as well. Let's yeah. see. So it's BU. Is it Bishop? Bishop? BU. <laughs> oh. Ship. Right? It's all it's one word? Bureau of Ship. Yes. It sounds so angry. It, there's a bunch of it. It's a watch from the 40s. It, it was for the US Bureau of Ship. Pretty much what people shipped the people from the US to the Europe for the Second World War. Right, They're, they had two versions of that. The canteen. Oh, the canteen. Yeah, I know this. Okay, is. okay. So they had the canteen. Oh, the ships. Okay. And they had the bu ship. That's yeah, but, the other but, version. but I think this is. Are, is there, aren't these watches made by Elgin? The there, there's Hamilton. There's Elgin. Elgin. Yeah, 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 I know. Bunch of other yeah, watches, yeah, yeah. Right? I've seen this. Yeah. <clears throat> but the bra- Okay, I get it. Yeah, yeah. The with like ship, an yeah. oversized crown, right? Am I correct? Uh, crown like like the cap. U-boat. Kind of looks like yeah. the U-boat. Yeah, but the yeah, U-boat is part of that, right? Look, he's first time I hear him say crown cap. Just like the Pasha, <laughs> <laughs> not a guard. So a cap. <laughs> there was there was Hamilton, there was Elgin, Belova. Uh, I've seen Belova. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. There's a bunch of company you made a watch for uh, the Bureau uh, of Ships. So from a pretty uh, much military from okay, the US. But it's a, okay, so worldwide two watches. Okay, WW two like a dirty dozen kind of thing. Okay, okay. pretty much right. So yeah, but the, okay, so it's not a brand you were asking me. Like it's Bureau ships. <laughs> it's like it's a watch. <laughs> yeah, but <okay. laughs> <laughs> the equivalent uh, of saying but anyway, yeah, yeah. Y- you can find two versions of those Bureau of Ship watches there's the canteen uh, with the huge crown cap right and there's a version also with the sub dials for the seconds yeah and I, see I that, yeah. prefer the second version right and it's right a now, hand, hand wine watch right? yes yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's a manual the movement is the uh, 987A uh, it's really small though at like 31 millimeters <laughs> so it's the size of a dime um, but, but which brand would you get the Elgin I think the Hamilton the Hamilton, yeah. Nice. It's really interesting. And I, I was looking into it and I was like, maybe I could like try to find a watch per decade, like 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s. I have one from the 70s, right? Like 80s, 90s. 90s could be the like the tutor, uh, the sub, right? And I could this one could be really nice. Having like a vintage stuff, vintage being 2000 prior. I don't think 2010 like <laughs> could be considered old right now. Uh, but I think that could be scratching the itch for like an older watch. Not even... Not wearing it that much, but it could be a display watch and oh, yeah. having a nice conversation piece around that. Museum piece, yeah. Uh, and you can find those from the 40s, all original, for around a thousand Canadian. Yeah, I've seen. Yeah. It's not too expensive, right? You can find some damaged one with like 800 bucks. So for having a conversation piece, for having a part of a collection, right? You buy a watch like that, not to wear in public necessarily, just to have a part of your collection. Um, well, uh, Boulevard Hamilton, if you're listening, come back out with your uh, USN Boo Ships, Boo yep. Ships Canteen and yeah. regular. Like the Canteen is kind of aggressive with the cap. It's like the thing is as big as a watch. <laughs> right? It has a reason, right? <laughs> I know. It's just because they had to quickly under- do something that was uh, water resistant. I was like, that's not beautiful, but it works. All of them were, they were disposable, right? I know, I know. Like uh, back then to like, it, to um, like at, at with today's money, they were like worth 120 bucks. Yeah. Each. Right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. So uh, there were disposable watches for sure. But yeah, I, I don't know. I think that could be a nice addition to a, a small watch collection. Very nice. Very nice. So Dimitri? that was my last uh, pick. All right. So I'll go, go quickly also. Uh, the last two. My first one is something I, I'm trying to scratch an itch. I don't have a, a field watch and I'm kinda, I kind of want a field watch. Yeah. Uh, ideally, obviously, I would love to get the, the Spitfire. IWC that we saw it's just it's to me it's, it's the perfect. most beautiful field watch I've seen for sure and I've held it in my hand like it's unbelievable uh, but I do not plan to spend so much money on a field $6, watch $6,000 yeah anytime soon Canadian 
Yeah, unless I become a, a crypto billionaire, which is not going to happen. <laughs> because I don't have any crypto. <laughs> but it's crypto billionaire. Yeah. So, uh, break or bust. I, I've been looking for that term for a while. And then uh, it, it's the Cabot watch company, WC. Uh, mm. I like the Miller 72 mm. specifically. Yeah. yeah, it's great. It's it's a great w- looking watch. It's, great to me, size it, too. It, it scratches that itch for me. I like the history aspect of it. I like that they're military uh, kind of tailored watches. I actually like their size being small. Yeah, I do like the fact also like 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 Hamilton has the khaki field, but they also have a khaki watch that looks exactly like the CWC Miller. I, I, yep. I'll find it. I can't remember what the model name Which is one? exactly. Ka- uh, Hamilton has the watch. A watch that oh, looks yeah, exactly yeah. like. Their, I think it's actually called their Pilot Mechanical. Maybe, maybe, maybe. If you look it up, I think it's called the Hamilton Pilot. And it's Mechanical. exactly one. one I, like, I, w- I would one love form. to be there in their like uh, boardroom trying to decide what's the name of the. <laughs> <laughs> and, and this is the uh, it's a 1970s oh, right. 1970s reissue watch that was Hamlet issued. Pilot yeah. Mechanical yeah okay yeah. Yeah, perfect yeah exactly yeah. Uh, so it's a 1970s Pilot reissue, Pioneer Mechanical sorry reissue watch that was issued to the British Army and the RAF or RAF Royal Air Force uh, RAF. British military <laughs> that's how I love <laughs> so it's just a classic looking uh, watch it's also kind of meant to be I guess disposable mm-hmm. right Tonneau shape case uh, issued throughout the seventies, rebuilt, not expensive. I mean, the, it, it's it's very thin, very small. It's a thirty-eight millimeter case, uh, eighteen millimeters um, uh, lugs, uh, eleven millimeters thickness, um, three-year warranty. I don't think I, I don't have a price here. Actually, I didn't put it, but I I, I feel like it's well under a thousand bucks. Six hundred. Which one, the Miller? Yeah, Canadian. I, uh, no more than that. I thought it was closer to like 700 Canadian. Looking I think it's like 400 pounds. 450 no? uh, British pounds. So yeah, it's yeah. about 800, so exactly. 800, 900 yeah. bucks Canadian. And, and it's arrivals. It's about the same price as the Hamilton. Hamilton goes about 800 bucks as well. Yeah. 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 Similar. But I, I would yeah. prefer this over Hamilton because I agree. of historical. Yeah yeah. 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 Exactly. And, and, and it's again, like we're at that level in our, let's say, horological uh, enthusiasm yeah. that I'm not looking for a big brand name logo. I want something that's more unique, right? Yeah. Um, I, I think the size is great on that watch because of the fact oh, that it, their pilots are tooly. I think that the the size sits really well. Yeah. I've, I've tried mm-hmm. it on. I think it's really great. Even though people go, oh, it's small. Try it on, it's guys. Perfect. It's really beautiful. It ha- it's it's a combination of this vintage and modern because it's a reissue of a modern of a vintage. But vintage back then watches were just in general smaller. Right. Yeah. So it, it's perfect. And I this is another one of my on my list. I'm probably going to pull the, the trigger this year at some mm-hmm. point. Very good. Yeah. Surprise you guys, uh, maybe. And uh, my last pick, and it, it's kind of, let's it, 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 say it's, it's, it's the last one for a reason because I'm not entirely sure, but I kind of like that. It's not necessarily the watch itself, it's the mechanism. I kind of want to buy myself uh, a Seiko VK64, kind yeah. of a, a, a mechanical quartz, mecha quartz movement, right? Because you basically get a chronograph movement that looks like a mechanical movement because of the way, the, because of the way it's, the it operates. Mechanically sweeps, yeah. yeah. Uh, but it's incredibly inexpensive comparing to like a classic yeah. ma- manual uh, a chronograph. So the one that I like and I like the brand a lot, it's the Brew brand. Uh, uh, the yeah, that's the coffee watch, right? Yes, exactly. <laughs> well, yeah, coffee exactly. brand, yeah, yeah. yeah. So it, it, Folgers is Brew. Yeah, <laughs> uh, <laughs> exactly. So the watch that I the watch that I want to like, it's called Brew Metric, integrated uh, integrated bracelet chronograph. With that VK64 movement, incredibly unavailable right now because pretty much every watch gets released and they're sold out immediately. They just came out with three new colors. Yeah, mm. I, I like the blue one. I like the one. I, I just like blue in general. It's like a very subtle matte blue. Uh, the 36 millimeter watch, 
sorry, it's 40, it's, it's not square, so it's 41 by 36, 10.7 millimeter thick, like, like for a chronograph, good luck finding that thickness for a chronograph. Every chronograph that's under 2,000, yeah. that costs, sorry, that under 2,000 that uses, let's say, a Seiko chronograph movement, or maybe like a Eta or Silita, will be thick as hell. Seriously. It's a hockey puck. <laughs> yes. If you look at like, and I was looking at that, like if you look at um, uh, Hamilton Auto Chrono, beautiful yeah. watch, it's like 15.5, right? Thickness. It's, it's, a, it's a block. Mm-hmm. Same thing for, if you look at Yema Heritage Chronographs, same thing because they use similar movements. Because at that price level, that's what you get, mm-hmm. right? But this one, it's a quartz, mecha quartz. It's 10.7, man. It, it dresses like a, like a dress watch, basically easily goes under a cuff easily beautiful watch awesome design uh again the reason why i chose it is because uh you have a very similar looking watch not a chrono but a similar looking watch design wise uh, in the new tissot prx that was released last year integrated bracelet uh stainless steel watch as well however this is just more unique and it's a micro brand and i like what they do i like the designs so i would probably go for something like that but it's going to be uh, my first installment of a, a micro brand or independent brand. Hmm. Fair enough. So cool. yeah, that's my uh, my final pick. Uh, and for my final pick, it's a couple of watches uh, of the same brand. So as I was saying, I'm really into Grand Seiko. The first Grand Seiko I have on my short list, it's one that's been on my list for quite a long time. I kind of went away from it because I'm really into spring drive, but it's a Grand Seiko SBGM 221. It is a watch that has been out for many years. It is a classic elegant uh, elegant mechanical GMT. Um, It comes with a three-day power reserve movement, the Caliber 9S66, so a proper GMT. Um, The watch comes in at 39.5 millimeters, uh, 46.9 millimeters lug-to-lug, 13.7 millimeters thick. Comes on a crocodile leather strap. 72 hours of power reserve on that uh, on that movement accuracy of mi- plus 10 to minus one seconds a day so it's 10 seconds of accuracy it's fantastic splash resistance with so three ATM um, it is a phenomenally finished watch very classic cream dial blue GMT hand date window at the three those sharp dauphine hands hand finished Soratsu polishing exposed case back it's pretty perfect as a watch. But the other Grand Seiko I'm really into is the SBGY's 007, the Omiwatari, kind of to lake. Yeah. What's that lake called? Lake something. It's supposed to mimic the lake after it Baikal. freezes. Nope, <laughs> not. <laughs> but the, the watch is, I think, the rival Hero. or the different iteration to the Snowflake, which is the SBGA 211. A little bit smaller. No spring drive indicator on the dial. No Lake, date. Lake Sua. Lake Sua. No spring drive di- indicator on the dial for the power reserve. No date. The watch is manual wind versus automatic. Beautiful exposed case back. A little bit thinner. I like the blue. It's more... You. It's beautiful. And the last thing is also not titanium. A lot of people didn't like... And that's something I'm not the biggest fan of, of the SBGA 211. I like their steel watches. That one's in titanium. A little bit light. 
Um, so yeah, those are my two grand segments. It's an awesome pick, and I really love that one specifically because it's a combination of everything that I like about the Grand Seikos. Yeah. I like the elegance line, but they came up with the mechanical movements that were that, which were not spring drive. This one is an elegance line that came out within the spring drive movement, and it also has a sort of a snowflake dial, yeah. which I love about Grand Seiko. Yeah. So it's just a combination of everything that I really the like. Power reserve yeah. is on the back. Perfect. It's, it's absolutely gorgeous. great. So, gorgeous so one. Fantastic. What choice. was the, the two uh, reference? So the first one is the SBGM 221 Grand Seiko. Okay. That's the GMT, proper GMT. That when price is right now about 5,900 Canadian dollars. The Omiwatari, the SBGY 007, comes in at a little over 10,500 uh, 10, Canadian dollars. Okay. So those are the two Grand Seikos I'm looking at, and they're on my short list. And I'm going to say it right now I have the Rolex Submariner. If I do not get that Rolex Submariner this year, you get the SBGY? Maybe. Maybe right. I get that SBGM two two one. I do really love that Grand Seiko. It's been there for many years. That GMT, I love that watch. Interesting because it's a dress watch, specifically a dress watch. And I think we had a discussion where, like, well, nowadays, now that we work from home most of the time, you don't really need a dress watch. But it's also a beautiful watch. Yeah. <laughs> so even as a dress watch, I don't need a dress watch. I'm like, I just really like that watch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love it. I love it. So those are my last two. So guys. I think that we have a lot of nice short lists. We'll speak next year and see what made it, what's still on it, what's new, what we bought, that sort of thing. Mm. So we will see you next week. Ciao, guys. Bye. So if you enjoyed this episode, please reach out to us on Big Black Clock Official on Instagram or email us at bigblackclockteam at gmail.com. Send us your pictures, corrections, ideas, insults, and let us know if there are any pieces you want us to review. With, of course, the caveat that we can afford them. As always, be good to each other, eat good food, have some drinks. For those of you always watch shopping, happy hunting. Thanks for spending time with us, and we will see you next week.